Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Dope Sauce Podcast, where I am a host, and my name is Gary. I am also a host. My name is Shag. I'm a guest. My name's Brendan. And if you've been paying any attention at all for the last few weeks, this is the next installment of our Game of Thrones final season episode recap. Season 8, this episode is 4. Season 8, episode 4. The Last of the Starks, I think, is what it was called. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And on that notion, uh, if you hear screaming and crying babies in the background, it's because of all the devastation to all the Starks and all the Northerners and all the Southerners. And the, sc- and the, and and the script. And the Associans and the script, the production quality, and everything else that goes with it. And, and the battle strategy, or even travel and, and, strategy. And, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Babies are crying everywhere for all these reasons. Yes. Uh, so, Brendan, being that you're our honored guest, what? And I might add, is, is Brendan, is this going to be your last time doing a recap with us uh, as a single man? It is. I, uh, I will be married to my lovely fiance, Nadia, on Friday. Wow. So this is all exciting. I will have one more podcast I'll be able to do, but I'm going to have to miss the last one with you guys because I will be in Kenya. Kenya, nice. Yeah. Scouting locations for the prequel series is? Uh, obviously, yes. Yeah, good. I'm hoping that, that they'll, they'll bring you on as a writer and director. That'd be pretty sweet. All right. Uh, so, Brennan, what are your thoughts of The Last of the Starks? Um, so there was a lot of... The same as what we saw in episode one. A um, little bit of what we saw in episode two. It started out interestingly, a lot of partying and a lot of people getting laid. And I thought it was entertaining, particularly in the beginning. But then when it got back to like just the awkward staring between Sansa and Daenerys, and then all of just the really, really stupid things that Tyrion seems to keep advising her to do. I got back to being a little bit annoyed. I mean, of course, I, I love the episode because it's Game of Thrones and I pretty much just love everything in Game of Thrones, but um, not my favorite episode. Uh, I think the season has been overall a pretty big disappointment so far. So I agree. I agree. Babies agree, too, clearly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Shag. No, I was just going to say I I, I do agree with uh, Brendan and uh, Baby Philip in the background there, but uh, yeah, it's it's been a disappointment. I think last night's episode. Um, now I really liked the second episode, but it harks it, it harkens back to a couple of things we talked about over last season, or or the the, the world talked about in that the pacing is off, the movement and timing and everything is off, and they spent. A large amount of time at Winterfell, and then all of a sudden, the last act of the show, they got into. They went from the north to the to Dragonstone to dead dragons to standing in front of King uh, it, King's Landing to dead Missandei. Was it outside? I, I I must have missed that. Were they at Dragonstone when the dragon got killed? They were. Yeah, they, they were pro- White Harbor. And they were approaching Dragonstone. You could see it in the distance. Um, and and 
you know, Danny was flying with her dragons lost in thought and didn't even see an entire fleet of Greyjoy ships who had a clear shot with a harpoon to, you know, kill Rhaegal. Many, many, many harpoons. Those things are everywhere. Many harpoons. Yeah, we were totally right on that. We knew, <laughs> I think every one of us probably knew that, but just the seeing as how many of those gigantic scorpion things they've made now is uh it was it was interesting i think that pretty much negates any any dragon fire do you do you want to know what i think is kind of hilarious about this though um nobody in the past has ever thought a good way to get rid of a dragon is you know like big crossbow like when Aegon the conqueror took over all of westeros with his three dragons nobody thought i guess we could try to attack these guys and like I have this bow and arrow. Maybe if I just make like a super big one. Nope. Nope. Only only Kyber could think of that. Yeah. But Aegon the Conqueror, though, was uh, allegedly hundreds and hundreds of years old or prior years to that. Prior. Maybe they didn't have maybe they didn't have uh, crossbows back the then. The technology to invent a crossbow? Like wood, Pro- woods, wooden strings? Listen, <laughs> they didn't have trebuchets, you know, before 2,500 years ago. Yeah. I still think it's a stretch. And even th- still, though, there's, there have been dragons throughout most of the history of Westeros, so somebody could have stumbled upon this idea at some point. But that's a minor qualm, I think, compared to the overall. But I, I'm, I'm with you, Shag. I think just the pacing is, is almost like off-putting right now as we are basically in a dead sprint to the finish line here. Like The last two seasons, if they had just stuck with the 10-episode formula... I really yeah. feel like it would have been felt a lot more comfortable viewing experience because right now it's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of overwhelming like all the the jumping around the map you can do and how you have to rush through a lot of these scenes that Game of Thrones was pretty notorious for taking their time on you know like building the political tension and um, yeah right now none of the none of the TLC they gave in the se- earlier seasons are are being given to us it's all just uh yeah, they do it with with blatant awkward staring now instead of political mm-hmm. intrigue yeah it's just murder everyone we can as quickly as we can and get to the finish line and hopefully everybody's okay with it by the time we get there but i i have a hard time now seeing any way in which this show ends up on a satisfying note um, not, not, not necessarily because, you know, this person or that person's on the Iron Throne, but, you know, with only two episodes to go, there would have to be just such a dramatic turnaround in this season for me to not feel like, uh, you know, we're just kind of phoning it in here at the end of it. Yeah, no, they have... Uh, I feel like they were burned out. They said, you know what, HBO, we can finish all of these episodes. We can finish it in 13 episodes. HBO said, well, that's not a lot. Let's break it up into two seasons so we can, you you know, milk this for all it's worth. And they said, okay, fine. Then they realized that they had, you know, they probably forgot characters. They had to do a few things, and they've got senioritis. They just (laughs) don't care. Yeah. Or didn't care enough to take their time. And keep that quality at such at, at a high level, or maybe they didn't have the budget. I don't know. It's one of the most profitable shows uh, of all time, yeah. or most viewed shows of all time. I don't see how they wouldn't. I don't. But. I don't think budget's the issue. I mean, the characters have gotten a lot more expensive to to pay, but I I feel like they're making kill them off hand over fist on this. So, I mean, that was kind of the whole thing with Game of Thrones is uh, 
killing off main characters. If, if they were too expensive, then there's a very simple solution. Um, but, hey. Anyway, um, I mean, this episode, uh, again, the pacing felt off, but, you know, another transitional episode, uh, kind of like one and two from the season, which is weird because we have three episodes of a six-episode season that are essentially just transitional. Uh, I mean, two, I guess two was more of like a setup, but uh, then it was a transition. But, uh, yeah, not, not, not a lot happened here. I was right. Somebody died. Um, so pat myself on the back there. But, uh, yeah, otherwise it was kind of kind of felt cookie cutter to me. I mean, not a not a whole lot happening. Now, I'm 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 very far, I'm very content with transition episodes and and episodes where there's a lot of just talking and uh, contemplation of you know who should r- sit on the throne and who would be the good ruler that sort of thing. I'm not okay with it with spending more time on whether Tormund gets laid <laughs> than we are on uh, Euron Greyjoy being able to take down an entire fleet, shoot at a dragon as she runs away, flies away, doesn't even, you know, think of going into the clouds and coming from straight down or straight above and burning all the ships. Or, and like, he's or like going back in King's them or something. Or doing anything like that and being back in King's Landing in five minutes with a prisoner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how how did they I, know that he took her prisoner anyway? Like, why why wouldn't they just yeah. assume that she died and drowned? Exactly. Why would why would anyone why would Euron Greyjoy know that she's important? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, did they? Well, she's, I guess they could have seen her at uh, at the end of episode seven when they were all at the. Yeah, she's also the only other the woman, thing. so you got to assume she's playing some role there. I guess not just yeah. a salt wife, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. We spent a lot of time in this episode, uh, you know, quasi-mourning, quasi-celebrating. Like, I thought the beginning was pretty strong, like John's little speech and remembering all that have fallen and all that stuff. And then I got the somberness of the dinner to start off with, and they even transitioned it pretty reasonably into a more of a celebration. Um Without playing up too hard the the John and Danny tension uh, that I think they're trying to maybe oversell a little bit. I mean, obviously that's this big source of contention once we get past Cersei, if if that, if and when that happens. But um, yeah, it's uh, it was it was a lot at that at the beginning. I kind of wish we could have fast forwarded through that part. I mean, yeah, it's nice to see Brian finally get laid, I guess, but. It, it, it was a setup just for a heartbreak later. Um, right. So didn't have a great payoff. It's not like they're living happily ever off after in the north. Yeah. Did, did you guys. So when Jamie decided to leave, we're, I guess, jumping around a lot in this episode. But when he decided to leave, do you did you see that as like he's going to fight for Cersei again? Or is this like he's going to go try to talk her off of being a moron and surrender? Or what what do you guys feel like happened there well i think they deliberately made it unclear um but there's just no way that he i mean the way that he the the things that he said to brian made it seem like he was going to go fight for cersei um but i i I don't see that happening i see him being the one that ultimately kills her 
potentially. Um, it, that just seems a lot more narratively satisfying, and um, I'm, I'm still hoping that Game of Thrones has those kind of twists left. But I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've gotten it's gotten so straightforward. Like, I know. I think they're just giving us too much of the stuff that everybody wants. Like, I didn't want to see Jamie and Brienne get together. Like, I, I would have preferred that that not happen, which is actually kind of funny. So a quick side note, I was watching this with my fiance and her mother, and her mother walked in, like, I don't know, right before Jamie was about to leave and is watching them having their conversation. And she goes, is that his mom? <laughs> <laughs> it's about right. It was pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's the reason then that Brienne stayed alive in the last episode was so that she could get laid uh, and finally kind of have that whole relationship with Jamie come full circle. But, but why did Torment? Like, so he could try again and give up and go back to the North? Yeah, I don't... I mean, I, I guess they need Torment because he's the lone voice of wildlings that we have in this show. And uh, he, right. he needs to kind of represent the whole, like, sending Ghost off to the north and John kind of moving on with his life to... Un- unceremoniously sending Ghost off to the north. Yeah. Know. Didn't even pet him. No hug. Not so much as a good boy, good boy. Yeah, no good boy. I mean, come on. But, hey, maybe Ghost will find Nymeria and they can have their pack of wolves and run, run rampant all over the countryside. He might get the only still, happy ending. I still think Ghost should be going to war with John. I agree. Especially now that he's down to dragon, yeah. He just tried to. He basically just traded up pets. Like he went from like a stupid little cat to like a, a badass dog. In our terms, again, I, I'm not a cat person. Um, and he, or a stallion. Yeah, there you go. I guess you could ride a stallion. That would make more sense as a metaphor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a little pet trade up. Couldn't feel real good for Ghost. And again, he didn't... I mean, Ghost just kind of fell off the map in this series. And if that's all we're going to get out of Ghost, I kind of would have preferred that he just stayed gone and they could spend that money on something else. Or died heroically last week. Exactly. Yeah. Like, give us... That I would have preferred over the whole, like, Brienne living... Like, any... I like that he lived like I think it's pretty cool but I would have liked him to like do something other than run away and then just come back I mean what we were saying about having like Bran warging into him and then he could kind of steer the ship and let him do some heroic stuff and save a few people's lives and again wait another episode down I still have no idea what the hell Bran was doing that entire time and I just he was don't he was see. watching Avengers Endgame <laughs> yeah. it's gotta be I I don't think we're going to get... Again. I mean, we're away from we're answers. away from Winterfell now. Like, the next two episodes, you would think, take place in King's Landing. So are we going to get any more Bran or Three-Eyed Raven or Night King or anything? Or are those storylines just capped I'm off sure and done? I'm, I'm sure they'll cut to Sansa bitching about something after she gets a raven and complains to someone out loud about what an idiot her brother is and, uh, <laughs> and you know, yeah. she doesn't her, trust Her Danny, cousin. Yeah, she doesn't... Uh, she knows now that he's not her brother. That's true. She kept that secret she, real well. Yeah. Um, Two seconds later. I did actually. I did actually like the Tyrion Varys stuff. Um, that's yeah. that's the kind of political intrigue that you know we used to get from those two and Littlefinger. Um, I hope that goes somewhere. Um, it well, so it kind of has to, right? Because the Melisandre told Varys that he's going to die, 
Well, in, yeah, but we're all going to die. I can tell you that with 100% certainty. I don't think you can. 37, no, 37 in, in years later, I have proven myself to be immortal. So, okay. You, yeah, okay. Well, that's well regardless, I, f- I feel like she just told him where he was going to die. She didn't tell him when he was going to die. So Yeah, but why, why say that if he doesn't die in the series? I think he's going to do something stupid and he's going to go mean, down. Why give us the whole Azora High prophecy if that's also not going to be meaningful at all? Melisandre was wrong about basically everything else until the very end there with the blue eyes nonsense. Uh, and, and her dying. Again, as long as you know that Mar- Arya is about to become like a murderous assassin, then you can pretty much guarantee she's going to kill somebody with blue eyes along the way. So, Well, so you mentioned Bran earlier. He couldn't, you know, jump, on, jump into a crow or a raven and, you know, fly recon for them. Yeah. He, he couldn't be a fish. He couldn't just, like, have his raven go poke the Night King's eyeballs or something? I mean, he was already in the raven. Well, forget the Night King. Not even talking about the I'm Night King. About I'm Euron. saying Euron Greyjoy's oh, Euron, yeah. fleet. Yeah, that too. Or couldn't we just know that Euron Greyjoy has a gigantic fleet that has already destroyed half of our fleet once and maybe not split your team in half for no apparent reason? And, and go down to Dragonstone, which is actually... Like even closer to King's Landing than it is to Winterfell and White Harbor, and I don't know. Yeah, but just, she just wait until you have a full force to go there. She just wanted to get back to base real quick, rest up a little bit, and then head on across the bay. Or I don't, I don't really know what the point of going to Dragonstone was. I guess she was the one yeah. who was in a big hurry. Maybe it's where their dragons can heal faster or something. I don't because it's. I mean, Sansa was trying to talk her out of rushing into to this next battle and. Daenerys was was all gung ho about it. Yeah, if if only they'd talk a little bit, maybe five more minutes. Yeah, then they could get a lot of things sorted out. But everyone's pissed off because Danny's high on her Starbucks rush, and she's just <laughs> I saw you <laughs> know wired, and uh, and Sansa's just you know wrapped up in her black armor and you know upset with everything. And as soon as she finds out too that you know. When when John is about to break the secret to him and Arya, a couple of things. First of all, Brand he gets Brand to be the one to actually tell them. So technically, he kept his promise to mm. Danny about not saying nah, anything. That's technicalities. And then, and then no yeah, the Sansa would... might as well have sent out a raven to, you know, saying, "Hold on, let me let me get this down. Let me get a quill and write all this down." I was, was going to say, Shad, You're who? No, no woman in the world will give you that one. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, a lot of interesting stuff. What, what did you think of the Bronn, Tyrion, Jamie scene? Didn't care for it. Like he scene just felt very out of character. Yeah, I I didn't like it either. Like he, that just is Bronn has never been that guy ever in this series, and he wouldn't be. I, I mean, I I don't I don't know. He, I mean, he's been dicked around by the Lannisters for eight seasons straight, basically, with all these promises. Um, he did finally get a wagon full of gold and promised River Run. But I don't think that necessarily either he goes through with the plan as as orchestrated by Cersei and just murders them outright. Or he's, uh, you know, friendly, but I don't see him, you know, coming in with all the anger and and, you know, unfulfilled promises and carrying all that stuff on his shoulders. So I'm kind of with you. I thought it was. How did he get in there, by the way? 
Not Great question. Wanted to ask it. Glad you not, did. Not a lot of security at Winterfell these days. Yeah, clear. Well, the dead are dead, so yeah, who do they care? And I guess we're only down to, what, 30,000, 40,000 enemies? So yeah, almost no chance nobody would somebody would come up there and try to kill people. Their armies are depleted, so let's go, you know, after one dragon just get, got killed, let's go park ourselves in front of the gates yeah, with of King's Landing with a lone dragon. And, yeah, maybe 50. Yeah. Unsullied. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, that, that did not look intimidating to me. Like, if I'm Cersei, I'm also just sitting up there laughing. I'm also, like, pulling out my crossbow things and just shooting at him right there. Like, what's she waiting for? I know, right? That She's, was out of character. She could have very, very easily just killed Daenerys right then and there, and that would have been over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are we waiting for? I, I mean, obviously, for two more episodes of television. But, yeah, if we're going we're gonna to do the Cersei thing, I could see her sending... I could see Daenerys sending Tyrion on her behalf again. But they at least did that part better last time where they didn't have Daenerys talking directly to Cersei or standing right in front of her. Uh, well, kind of standing in front of her, but uh, with plenty of security at that point. Uh, yeah, I don't know how the... Uh, I guess we wait until Jon shows up next week and there's zero chance we're, we're, we're pulling off uh, a siege strategy. I think we're going in dragons blazing or dragon blazing. Um, right. Did um, did uh, Davos go down there? Are we gonna see like another like he goes and uses his fancy secret way in, and or maybe Tyrion's fancy secret way in, or do we have those blocked off now? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's a Let's Davos is a smuggler, so I don't think it necessarily relies on secret ways in. Just more moving through the cover of night. Um, Tyrion had this had. Uh, yeah, his sewer, sewer stuff. And, yeah, not 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 at King's Landing though. That was at uh, Casterly Rock. Rock. Yeah. Um, well, didn't he at King's Landing too when he went and met with Jamie? Yeah, Varys knew it, and Varys walked him through it, and they knew you know fifty miles of tunnels right. and things like that. But yeah, my guess is that uh, Kyburn knows that stuff too by now. Well, and even Cersei because she clearly knew that Tyrion got in there, so she had to probably ask. How did this happen? And maybe we should uh, fortify that a bit more. So I don't know, but I guess if there's 50 miles, there might be multiple ways in. Either way, though, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I feel know. like I we're getting it. we're getting set up for a kind of ridiculous, like unbelievable episode because you got now these scorpions that can clearly take down a dragon, no problem, and they're everywhere around King's Landing and. Our only option, really, is to use is to use a dragon to get in. Are they going to be able to sneak a dragon through? Like Dro- above Drogon, or Drogon's got some solid agility. I think he's been putting most of his level up points into agility. And uh, well, he was the only nice one that wasn't cooped up ever in, under the pyramid of Marine, too. True. So he got to grow unobstructed while those two had to fight for. Makes him a bigger target, though. Space. Maybe, but it makes him meaner. And maybe, you know, Gendry Baratheon of uh, Storm's End can fashion some dragon Dra- armor. Dragon armor, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. What did, um, what did you think of the Gendry proposing to Arya scene? Dumb. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of get I it. I get it. I get it from his perspective. Um, and I like that Arya said no. <coughs> um, yeah. it, was, it felt a little forced, like... 
but I could see how he would, in like a kind of desperate play to keep her around, do that because uh, he's got to know that you know her her destiny is not to stick around in either of those areas. So, well, that's what I meant by dumb. I mean, not that not that uh, the character, the motivation of the character wouldn't want that, but it, everything just seems so contrived lately. Yeah, or every other scene felt felt really. Scripted poorly or <clears throat> whatever. Arya, so let me ask this. King's Landing, gates open. <clears throat> Did Arya and the Hound get in with all the peasants? Or could they not have made it down there in time? I mean, there's there's obviously a time warp somewhere on the, the King's Road, so I'm assuming that they probably... that. I mean, I don't know how the Hound sneaks in, but Arya, I certainly could put on another face and be in no problem. I mean, they could just go through the wormhole directly into King's Landing. Um, yeah. maybe, they, that's, they were, maybe that's how our army gets through. They too. were leaving at an awfully casual pace on those horses. Uh, and Daenerys did say it would be a fortnight before Jon made it down there on the King's right. Road. Which I, they left the same morning everyone else was. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to assume that they left at at least a somewhat similar time. It's it's unclear how many days had passed there uh, celebrating in Kingsland or in uh, Winterfell, but I have to imagine, given the urgency that Daenerys was pushing, that it wasn't too many. So they all probably left within a day or two of each other, which to me means no chance that they they made it down there. However, uh, there there has been an awful lot of wormholing and jetpacking and speed boating and stuff all over the map so uh i don't know maybe they got on the on Varys's old boat that he used to cross the narrow sea a couple of times in a single episode and uh maybe they made it down there um i think that would make it a lot cooler if they had if we had an inside man inside king land king's landing or woman yeah or sword i guess depending on how you want to define aria these days um because it, otherwise, I don't, I don't see how this battle is at all intriguing. If it's just lobbing shit over a wall at each other, uh, I mean, most of most of the Winterfellian Danny John force, I would imagine, gets taken out on their way in there. Well, maybe maybe Cersei uses the uh, the Winterfell battle strategy and just sticks everybody outside of the wall rather than yeah. utilizing the wall for anything. <laughs> That would be smart. <coughs> can, 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 can somebody give me a theory on how Euron's going to die? Jamie? Yeah, I, I, mean, I feel like it's got to be Jamie, right? He, it's the only connection that's left. Here, here's another. Unless Yara comes back from. So, so I thought, I was thinking this as I was watching it. Um, Tyrion is appealing to Cersei. Oh, the baby? About the baby. How on earth would Tyrion know Kyburn, that she I thought is, about that, that she is pregnant with Euron's baby? If I if I'm Euron sitting there, I'm like, how the fuck does he know about this? I just found out about it this morning. See, I thought that I thought the same thing, but then Kyburn technically could have told them or told Tyrion and in their conversation while they were standing there. I'm assuming that's not something that Cersei and Euron could have heard. Brendan, this is television. They all heard the whole conversation. Yeah, fair. Just, just like, just like, even though they're, you know, eight eighty yards away, totally out of reach of arrows and uh, giant Scorp- crossbows scorpions. The, and scorpion crossbows, they could hear her say Dracaris, Missandei. That's true. She did say that. 
Yeah. I mean, cool last lines, though. Yeah. Uh, I hope that's, and, those uh, are my final words, too. I wanted Masande to make it. I did, too. I very much did. I mean, yeah. but that, um, I will say that is, like, the first thing in this season that brought us back to, like, old-school Game of Thrones where somebody we actually care about dies in a in a pretty brutal way. I, well, I mean, unless you consider it not brutal during the battles last week. We had Theon well, and Jorah both go down. Yeah, but that does, I mean, brutal by meaning, like, non-heroic. Yeah. Yeah, she's... Yeah. Yeah, unceremoniously beheaded. Uh, I didn't see that honestly. I, I thought uh, I thought they were just going to keep her as a hostage, but uh, no, I figured she was dead as soon as she was up there. I mean, I yeah, I, I predicted either Masande or Grey Worm or both were were getting killed anyway. So uh, again, I'm happy to be right in that sense, but uh, uh, I kind of hoped it was Grey Worm that went down and not Masande. But uh, agreed. Whatever, he'll probably go down next week. Now he has no reason to live. He doesn't want to be there, and he doesn't have Masande to rub his shoulders or whatever. So Yeah, she was his weakness. Now he has no weakness. Yeah, so he's going all in. Uh, I expect some badassery from him next week. Um, I don't know. I, I assume just all of the fighting is resolved next week. Do you, are we all pretty yeah, much on board with that? I, I don't know. They, I think they might save Clegane Bowl for the final one. Yeah. I don't know. Um, if... There's a siege within a siege, and she's hanging out in the Red Tower or something. And no idea. But a um, couple things. Like er- earlier, when we were sort of doing the the season recap or the season preview, um, you know, I mentioned that I thought for sure there was going to be a John and Danny baby. And uh, especially given the talk from near the end of season seven, talking about how she can't have children. Yeah. Now I don't think that's really possible. Yeah. I- unless. That's unless another, he knocks her up at the end of it and they both live, which is kind of... I mean, it's another... Yeah, unless there's like a massive flash forward in the last episode, I don't see it either. Um, it would just seem really weird, but that's another thing that has been in the show so often that you would expect there to be something about it um, and then not just be like a full-on straightforward, oh, Miri Mazdor was 100% right. This right. random witch lady who killed my husband. I don't know. Um, I I mean, it's there's there's only two episodes left, and I feel like we have about a million unanswered questions that each take an episode to get through. Right. There's just no way that this isn't going to be disappointing in some way. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling kind of upset by that. I, I feel right now the same way that I did as I was watching the last season of Lost. Yeah, uh, like, I've heard comparisons. Like, how uh, on earth are we going to unbear? Like, this is a little different. Like, Lost, they just went down this rabbit hole spiral of nonsense and never expected to have to build their way out of it. Let's time travel the island. Yeah. Um, but th- uh, to Brendan's point, I don't understand how we unravel all of these all these things in three hours that we have left. Uh at least not without a lot of it being very, very disappointing explanations. So, Or just a ton of deaths in this battle yeah. coming next week. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to be disappointed uh, or, or surprised. Um, yeah. But, man, uh, I have to cross all my fingers and toes. So, so the, the, the showrunners, they were 
they said we're going to hang it up a couple, three, four years ago. There will only be two seasons or whatever left. Um, then they were going to do a show about the Confederacy. If the Confederate Army won, it was going to be like a uh, some alternative universe show. So it's like the Man in the Iron Castle, in the High Castle. Kind of like that, uh, the Man in the High Castle. But then uh, that they got some pushback on that, and they're like, "Yeah, probably a bad insensitive idea in this Trump era to do that." <laughs> Are they now co-producing and show-running the Game of Thrones prequel? No. Okay. Doing they have nothing a, to do with they're that. They're doing really, a Star Wars executive. trilogy. I knew that. Okay, that's right. Uh, so I was well, wondering I can, how, what their involvement is. I guess we can expect the, the first prequel. two of the three movies to be really, really good, and then the last one to be just a complete sellout, get the shit done mm. with. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. I've heard there's like, but, there's, or at least at one point there were five spinoff series in production or at least in in like writing phase if not already like being piloted by hbo i know one of them got killed already yeah i think we're down to two and one the one that i know something about is supposed to take place like in the age of heroes like thousands of years before yeah like brand the build or brand the builder and all that brand the builder um which hey, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think it'll be cool to explore some of that. And I know George R. R. Martin has signed on for a lot of it to at least help. Help. He needs to do less signing on of stuff and more finishing of book. <laughs> Evidently, he's 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 making progress. So right. I've seen some. I mean, some things. It's up to him, really. It's his choice, but yeah. still, damn. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have nothing else to say, really. Yeah. Uh, that was a positively not that dope episode, so I'm really <coughs> hoping that uh, the remaining two episodes get us back on track. Um, but yeah, I think I think we covered most everything that needs to be said about this. There wasn't a whole lot lore wise or book spoiler wise or anything like that that's even worth exploring in here. Like it's just kind of fully out on its own now. And I I honestly uh, again, unless it goes to like the Valencar prophecy or something like that, I don't see us really getting back into that kind of stuff anymore. It's all just going to be unexplored territory. So yeah. We, yeah. we get absolutely no symbolism in season eight. It's, it's kind of obnoxious. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll throw all of the symbolism into the next episode. I hope so. All, all at one time. <laughs> I mean, we're sacrificing symbolism for spectacle. And I think, uh, it, it used to have a nice mix of both, but Whatever, we'll see. Maybe the last two episodes are uh, gonna gonna knock us all over with amazement. And According to Amelia Clark's Instagram, episode five is like twice what episode three was. All right. Okay. All right. Not sure if I believe that, but at least it'll have enough light to be able to see what's going on. Hopefully, daytime battle. But here's the thing. It shouldn't be. The dragon should be coming straight from above at night, burning all the school I beans. agree completely, but you, I think we've, we've had it proven to us that uh, we don't actually bother with battle strategy or things that it would be intelligent to win a war. So they're yeah. probably just going to charge. If you're listening, hire us to write the next <laughs> spin-off. My guess. We'll make it awesome. Drogon runs on the ground directly towards the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Does, a, rams does it. a couple spin moves and rams it with his head. <laughs> yeah. Fair right. enough. Well, that's, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll be back in a week to have our, our, our final episode with Brendan, but then Shag and I will do one more to just the two of us to wrap things up on the show completely. Uh, and uh, Fingers crossed something awesome happens. Yeah. 
let's uh, let's do it, Game of Thrones. We're all we're all eager and ready. Um, and that has been Dope Sauce. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, Dope Sauce Podcast, or uh, dopestsauce at gmail.com. Uh, if you got anything you want to ask or know about or talk about. Um, we did get a little feedback last week, but it didn't end up terribly relevant for this. It was um, uh, Josh wrote in and said uh, he, he thought maybe it would have been interesting if Bran had been warging into like his prior self to hand Arya the knife at the right time and uh, in the godswood and a little bit of like foreshadowing and stuff. But evidently, Again, we're not he shut anymore. his eyes and was watching an, uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, yeah, he's surfing the web. Yeah. Porn. Yeah. All right. All right. That's it. Dracaris. Dracaris.